Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your amongst friends of a host, Gary, here to entertain you with the likes about cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. Today, the Bigfoot community is developed from people who have a common interest in developing the truth to the existence of the creature, whether you call it Sasquatch, Bigfoot, or Skunk Ape. For Marie Dumont, she created a place online with a collection of people of various backgrounds but all possessing the same desire. Now they gather together and their friendship has grown with each and every weekend excursion as they approach the question of the existence of the creature with a scientific and open mind. They utilize tried and true as well as new methods for exploring areas such as Green Swamp, Florida, in their quest for the truth. I am pleased to have become acquainted with this group and hearing their experiences. Today, I get to share some of that with you as we take a walk within the mist. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, hey Gary, how are you? I am fine. How are you um, I would like if you would please take this time to please introduce yourselves to our audience. Okay, I'll start. I am Marie Dumont, and I'm the founder of the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group. I'll go next, yeah. I'm Tim T., and I go by Tim T. in Florida on YouTube. And um, I have a lot of uh, hunting experience and a lot of woodsman experience, military experience. And I'll bring all this with us and uh, keep everybody safe and pretty much show everybody into hunting areas and stuff where a lot of people can't go. Because I am Wynette, I'm Tim's wife. And I, I, I love being part of this group. <laughs> <laughs> So my full name is Desiree, but I go by Desi or Des, and um, I'm the newest member of the group. Had an opportunity to meet Marie at the first Great Florida Bigfoot Conference, and um, have been soft loving this since I was a young kid, and, and love it even more now as a much older adult. Hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. I'm doing great. I got into this um, probably about two years ago, and. Tim and Marie are one of the big reasons why. Tim was one of the first people I met in all this, and it's really helped me along the way. We have a good time together. Love this group. So I'm, I'm the silly one of the group. <laughs> so every group has to have a class clown, and you're the person? Right. Yes, that would be my son. My son, too. Well, that's great. Hey, I am very happy to have all of you here together because – I mean, this having this many Bigfoot experts in one place, I have a question I need to ask all of you. How does Bigfoot tell time? <laughs> oh, God, this is a joke. I yes, have no idea. Bigfoot tells time with a Sasquatch. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you give us enough time? <laughs> yeah. That's well, good. now that I got everyone smiling or in pain, uh, Marie, <laughs> as the creator of the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group, what got you first interested in Bigfoot and creating this organization? Okay, so um, I've been researching for almost three years now. And um, so I used to go out with friends, so I'd go out by myself. And I just started taking a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. And then I decided I wanted to share the stuff I was finding out there in the woods or swamps or whatever. I wanted to share them with a, a group. I wanted to join a group. And um, 
I couldn't find anything that I really liked like on Facebook because I was looking specifically for a group that specialized in Florida research. So it was at that point I decided to start the Mid Florida Bigfoot Research Group on Facebook. I now have 1,200 members, and uh, it's just a great time, and it's how I met these guys here um, and you. So, <laughs> so that's why, you know, so I started posting my stuff because I wanted to share it with everybody. And um, I love every moment of it. And us as a team, you know, we're like one big family. You know, we love being out with each other. We go out every single weekend to do research out in the Green Swamp or Ocala or Mayaca or Upper Hillsboro or whatever. We're out there every weekend. We are very serious about Bigfoot skunk ape research. You know, we want to prove the existence of them in Florida. And we want to raise awareness because no one, most people don't even think we have Bigfoots or, re, or skunk apes here. We're number three in the country for having the most reported Bigfoot sightings. That's yes, huge. That, that is, is very huge. huge. So um, we want to make people aware of that and that they are here. And, you know, these people aren't lying when they're saying they've seen things. So... That's about it in a nutshell, Gary. No, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the work that you do. All right. So for the rest of the team, what kind of, what regions do you usually conduct your research investigations? And which do you think is the most successful place to go looking for skunk apes or Bigfoot? Green Swamp, mostly. uh, For our listeners who don't know, can you kind of describe uh, Green Swamp or where it's at? Yeah, the Green Swamp is a really huge area. It goes through like four four, maybe five counties right through the center of Florida. It's um, Colt Creek State Park, Richland, uh Wildlife Management Area. There's the Green Swamp East Track Wildlife Management Area, the Green Swamp West Track Wildlife Management Area, the Hampton Track. Uh, it's really huge. So why do you consider that the best area to conduct research? Part of it is because a lot of people they, they don't know how to check the hunting rules and regulations, and uh, a lot of people don't go into those areas for stuff like this. Um, it's just mostly hunters, and then uh, some, of, some of the people you'll see sometimes hiking on the Florida trails that goes through these areas. But most of the time, you don't have actual people out researching Bigfoot in these areas, mainly mm-hmm. because of that. Some of the rules and regulations, they're different in each area, and it, it confuses people and uh, kind of intimidates them and we're also dealing with the swamp you know so most people don't want to go you know hiking around in swamps and then water and stuff mm-hmm. which is what we do you know so we're we just very gnarly trail. areas mm-hmm. right for many of our listeners who might not be familiar with they have their own interpretation of a swamp they see it as what they see on tv you know the louisiana bayous and so forth um, you're actually walking through those kind of wetlands then in your investigations. Is that correct? Yes, we are. A lot of times we are. Okay. Uh, is there a special time of year that it's best for going out? The cooler months, mainly. Is Bigfoot more active in the cooler months or is it just no, they, investigating the cooler months and out of the Florida heat? From what I've been noticing, they're out there all the time year round. 
Yeah, it's just it's cooler on us. It's easier on us to turn the cooler on. <laughs> but I would like to say that we all said we weren't going to go out last summer. Or okay, so the hotter it gets, we're not going to go. But we were still sweltering. <laughs> well, rules are made to be broken, aren't they? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. After buying a case of mosquito bug spray, and uh, <laughs> you know. Spray covering ourselves in mosquito spray because it's miserable out there in the summertime you know it's a swamp so it's nothing but yep. mosquitoes so it can get pretty brutal out there but we're still out there we're still doing our thing that's great so mike uh do you have concerns about going out there with there being hunters and uh the dangers of walking through swamps the swamp part doesn't bother me i'm more scared of the hunters but we usually try to be kind of bright make ourselves known we're not trying to sneak around, really. We want people to know where we're at. We want them to know we're there. We seem to get more, we get more response whenever they they hear us. It seems like. So you find that you know it's pretty much going to be impossible to sneak up on a Bigfoot. So you might as well be as right. vocal and let them know you're coming as possible. Is that correct? Right. Like Marie and the group could tell you, I'm I'm a complete goofball in my areas. Like I think whatever they are, they 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 must be laughing in the woods. And why is that? I just, I'm just kind of a character when I'm out walking around. And Mike's very successful, you know. He gets some strange uh, reactions out there. You know, there's some, there's things out there that we can't explain. You know, and so, you know, even though he may be making noises or whatever, he does get responses. You know, I don't want to sneak up on a Bigfoot either. You know. <laughs> Um, that's not my goal, um, okay. but I do want to see one and I'm hoping that one will walk right in front of me or, you know, I'll see it off in the swamp somewhere. That's great. Well, when you're getting ready to take one of your research uh, walks, how do you prepare and what equipment do you usually bring with you? All right, Desi. I feel like the technology thing is so Tim. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, so are you. So are you. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to catch up to Tim, Tim and Gary. Um, so I know, you know, going in the day before the night before we decide to hike, which we usually, it's usually a Saturday or Sunday morning. And we've had field trips as well. Maybe we'll get to that at some point <laughs> throughout the week. We take days off of work and, and make a day trip. But um, so usually the night before you're charging everything. So you're charging camcorders, GoPros, recorders. Um, we now, our Tim now has, Tim and Wynette have a tri-filled meter. Um, we recently got, uh, just for the heck of it, a, a spirit box. I have an EMF detector. Marie just got um, some REMPOG, an EMF detector as well. Um, Mike it has a cell phone, which unfortunately I know it's been filling up with photos so often because he's, he's always catching stuff. <laughs> His phone's always getting filled up. Um, so we have all, you know, those different types of thing. It, it's not anything too wild and crazy. I'd say the trifold meter is, is the coolest addition that, that we've had a really neat activity with that is super unexplainable. Um, but we get super pumped when it happens, which is exciting. Uh, the spirit box is new. We, we just pulled that out this past weekend for the heck of it. And, uh, so learn how to use that. What's the best way, but, um, it's a lot of good stuff. You know, we carry backpacks, um, you know, backup batteries and, and all the stuff you need to be successful just in case one does walk in front of you. <laughs> well, I have a question because you hear a lot of reports about people going out with cameras and a lot of electrical equipment and it failing on them when they are 
having an encounter with a Bigfoot. Have you run across that problem? Yeah, we've had batteries die. We've had cell phones start going off, calling, unlocking and calling people. Yeah, that's really. Yeah, my cell phone has called uh, two ex-boyfriends when I was standing in front of X-structures. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, weird, weird stuff. It just goes crazy. Um, And my phone is locked and it requires a password. And so somehow through all that, it does that and it calls people. Like I said, it's called two of my ex-boyfriends. When we've been standing, when I've been standing directly in front of an ex-structure. Can't explain it. Don't know if one has to do with the other, but I didn't make the call. Something made the call. So we've had crazy things. That's just a sample of some of the crazy stuff that's going on out there. Okay. I'll say, what about my, we we put a, we put a camera up in one of my spots and everything checked out perfect. They even had cameras and pictures of there on me and my son. And I put out candy bars in a little area. My buddies over there, they like sweet, they have a sweet tooth. So I put out, and they prefer uh, the uh, Reese's cups. So I put out my candy bars on my little g- gifting area. I come back, every one of them are gone. I'm like, oh my, I got something. You know, camera was right there. Checked it, it didn't work. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. How did it not work? <laughs> it just didn't work. There were even footprints around where they came and grabbed their, the candy and left, different sizes, and they were gone. But no, no video, nothing. It didn't even show like it came on, like it never oh, worked. Wow. We get that a lot. There'll either be missing video or or the um the gifts will be gone. I've had like deer walking around in front of apples, not even bothering apples, and then the very next video the apples are gone. And and you it's not the deer getting them because you would have seen the deer eating them. Sure. Yeah. So uh there's a lot of talk about uh Bigfoot being more spiritual than just natural. I guess uh do you guys believe in that portion of it then yeah we're not we're not sure if they're either just so fast that they're going past the camera grabbing the gifts and it won't pick up the the camera won't pick it up or either they have something to do with some orbs or some type of energy that's affecting the camera now when you're going out on one of your walks do you have a set path or destination or do you just let the mood and the environment guide you the mood and environment yeah just I'd say it depends on the area. I mean, that's the way it is with me. I mean, when I'm out there, I'm usually leading the pack. And so, you know, I'll as I'm walking along, if I see something that I'm attracted to or whatever, then I'll go off. But usually it's a intuition. Most of the time, we're just out there to explore. But sometimes we we go out there specifically for a reason. Like back in November when I found the, that what we call the Blair Witch badass structure, that was November, and we wanted to go back in December to see what had changed, and it did. So, you know, most of the time, you know, we're just exploring, but sometimes we go out there specifically for a reason. If we're if we have a lot of activity in a spot, or uh, we want to you know, revisit things after three or four weeks to pick up trail cams and uh, just see what changes it, you know, occurred in the area. So, okay. Can you briefly uh, give us the story of the uh, Blair Witch uh, finding? <laughs> um, yeah, just real 
briefly, uh, we were in another part of the green swamp. And, you know, we just, I was leading the pack and there was this uh, area that had like a bunch of open trees and there was like a lot of like tree fall and stuff like that. So we decided to go down this area. And um, I was walking along the left-hand side of the property and I'm just walking along and I'm, I'm always one to look for structures. That's my niche. I find um, the really interesting teepees or uh, just structures out there. And so I happened to turn to the right and I saw this strange structure. And what it was, a small pine tree was bent over and there were some oak tree branches in wedged in with this pine tree. And my first thought was Blair Witch. When Desi walked up to it, she's like, oh, my God, that looks like something out of the Blair Witch. And I said, absolutely, because it did. It looked like one of those little creepy figurines that were made out of twigs that were hanging from trees. That's exactly what this looked like. But it was about six feet tall. There was this oak tree branch that was just wedged in between the branches of this pine tree. You couldn't move the thing unless you took both hands and you yanked it out because it was locked in there. So when we went back a month later, it was something broke that oak tree branch. And for us, because Tim and I fiddled with it. We were trying to figure out how did this tree branch break because it would have taken two hands for something to snap it. And the thing was, they were able to do that, snap it without pulling the branch out. It was right up where the branch was wedged in there. So that's a lot of strength going on. Yeah. So it's either they took two hands, snapped it, which I don't think they did. I think they actually punched it. Oh, wow. Even worse. They probably smelt us being there. And so I'm almost thinking maybe something punched it and broke it. Okay. So Desiree, uh, what type of findings do you find, do you have most commonly? Is it physical evidence or is it sound or is it objects? Um, I'd say probably a, a mix between physical and physical more than sound would be second based on my experience with uh, the group so far. Um, the physical would be obviously these, these interesting structures um, potential tracks that don't really seem to make sense. Uh, you know, one track out of, out of nowhere where there's nothing else in that, that same area, um, that seems abnormally long and abnormally wide, you know, and, and, and for the audio piece, we'll, we'll catch some really uh, interesting things that we don't hear in the moment or things we do hear in the moment that sound even cooler when you play it back. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, it was, is this physical, is it spiritual, um, you know, the things we catch on the audio that don't make sense continue to make us scratch our head, right? That doesn't seem natural what we heard. Um, and if it's a human voice, what sounds like to us, they're not with us in that moment. Really? <laughs> or maybe they're just enjoying tagging along with us. And this is something they've always wanted to do. And, and we're living their dream for them. Um, so that, that, yeah, it's definitely a interesting dynamic when you have things like that. But um, you know, often we're, we're just, you know, blessed to be out there and enjoy nature. And, you know, we, we don't always see things that are interesting and that's just as cool as things that we find that are interesting. 
you know, it's uh, just learning from each other and our knowledge of nature. I know mine has grown significantly the last 10 months, um, which is to be the coolest thing yet. So, um, yeah, I'd say physical is probably the, the structures and, and things like that are first and, and audio would fall second. I mean, one thing I want to say, though, is, um, you know, we're not intentionally being woo woo, which is what some people are, you know, maybe saying about us that we're getting in on the woo-woo side. Um, but we can't help the things that are happening to us out there. I mean, Definitely. this weekend, we were basically standing in the same area and we heard what sounded like two claps right next to us. Right, Waynette? Yes. <laughs> it was like right next to us, but we couldn't see anything. And we're all like, what was that? that popping noise and it was daytime tim had the camera he's filming and there's nothing it sounded like it was right next to us oh and goodness. we can't explain that stuff it's just happening we're not looking for paranormal stuff it that's just what's going on out it there Okay. In this, this same area too, it's, it's where other things have happened. So trying to find a parallel of things that are common, right? What are the commonalities? This location had other things in the past that made us scratch our head. And here we go again with something odd right in the middle of all of us, even to the point of thinking one of us did it like, no, that had to be you, you know, like that, that still raises hairs on my arms thinking about it because it was that unique in the same location where the things have happened. So mm -hmm. that, I think, now, Mike, I think. you mentioned that you get a lot of uh, photographs and such with your cell phone. Have you ever been able, have you ever taken a picture and then been surprised by what you've seen in your photos after the fact? Well, I, I started, I, I go out a lot by myself and um, I go in the same areas. I have two or three areas I go into and I go a lot to the point where I feel like, whatever's out there has gotten more relaxed and more comfortable with my presence there. Like when I first started going into these areas, you know, I heard what I call alarms and the different noises that let you know people are there. And then I started going in there and I heard some different noises and I responded with some of the similar noises when I would come into these areas now and they don't ever do the alarm noises anymore. It's like, okay, that crazy guy's here, but we'll just watch him see what he's going to do. But the coolest thing I think is whenever uh, you walk down a, down a path, you come in on a cool trail and then you, there's, there's no footprints as you're walking in, no, nothing, no prints, no, nothing. Come walking out and I find three or four that are going in the direction that I came in. So whatever it was came in behind me and followed my trail in. And I've had that happen multiple times. So that was pretty wild. And so you, Mike, they Mike, snuck up on you. Theory about your cast with the finger drag through it. That's the most recent thing. I, I, um, with, with my son, my son goes out, well, he's part of the group and he goes out with us a lot. And um, he's, I call him the little squatcher. <laughs> he's a cute little guy. He, um, we're out walking around. I found a really unique print, and I wanted to come back and get a cast of it. So I came back, made my cast, and I'm out there by myself. And um, I, got, I, I got that little creepy feeling. Like, I get that little creepy feeling sometimes. Like, you know, somebody's sitting there watching you, like, like sitting there watching you on your couch. And I, I, I made my cast, and I walked off, and I was going down this trail probably – like a block away and i come walking back and there's two finger or three i'm sorry three finger looks like sausage link fingers 
like the fatter than my thumb, three of them that went through the middle of my cast. Like it looked like it just dragged its fingers through like to see what it was. And then on the other side of the cast, there was like a couple little fingerprints, like smaller ones. It was like they just wanted to touch it and see what it was. Like, what, what is this made out of? So they were fascinated by what you were pouring into the ground and they wanted right. to test it out, so, huh? Yeah. And then Tim, Tim actually, I gave it to Tim and he actually looked at it under a microscope and he found hairs. He had found some crystal really? clear hairs, which have been related to this. And he found some other unique hairs that he said look like other hairs that he's had. It's pretty unique. So what do you guys do with your evidence? Uh, I know you post a lot on your Facebook group. Uh, how else do you share what you uh, discover? Yeah, um, we've collected a lot of hairs. Um, we've uh, collected a lot of like candy wrappers forensically so we can get DNA evidence from it. Uh, we have a lot of stuff like that. Um, and we're basically um, hoping to hear, maybe here soon get somebody that's willing to help us test it. It would be nice to get some DNA testing done on these things. So we have Absolutely. plenty of evidence. We just need to get it tested now. You do videos for us. Yeah, I do the videos. And I, I've always video ourselves collecting everything, too. we got everything on video. So people who are interested in some of the evidence you've collected, the best place for them to visit would be the Facebook group. Yeah. And that's where you post pretty much almost daily uh, different photos or videos of some of your findings. Is that correct? Tim and Dave and um, Desi, um, they all film and they have a, they capture audio as well. So, you know, they'll kind of like put videos together. Tim does them all. He does a fabulous job of it. And um, he'll post it on YouTube on his channel. And um, he'll also post it in the group to share so everybody can see the stuff that we're experiencing out there, the stuff we're finding out there. So it's all there and it may take, may take them a little while to do some videos to post them, but um, yeah, every couple days or so he's posting a new video. And then over the weekends, of course, you know, I, I take, I'm the picture, I'm the photographer. So I post a bunch of pictures of the things that I find out there. So I post that too. So we're just, we're all in this together. We were just sharing knowledge with other Florida Bigfoot skunk ape researchers. That's the intent of all this, of our group. And you also do a lot of uh, nature exploring because you found a lot of other items besides just Bigfoot evidence on your walks I've seen. What do you hope would happen once uh, absolute proof can be uh, given about the existence of Bigfoot? What do you think the next step would be? Um, well, that's hard to answer. Um, I think we would just keep moving on and when, you know, when that happens. Yeah, I guess, you know, I'm not sure how to do that yet. But, um, I mean, of course, we'll just continue to do our research and, you know, share everything we're finding. But um, I guess at some point, once it's really discovered, you know, announced, they do exist, blah, 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 then we would probably focus on the preservation of them. Now, I saw on your Facebook group that the next event that you are all participating at is the SWFL Skunk Ape Conference that's on Saturday, June 4th. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Um, Phyllis Cesar down in um, Port Charlotte area, uh, she's putting on that conference. And it's, it's primarily all Florida 
what I want to call experts. So you have like Stacy Brown Jr. will be there. David Sheely, he's the skunk ape, skunk ape expert. Robert Robertson's going to be speaking. I think Connor Flynn's going to be speaking. John Urban's going to be speaking. And RPG is the MC, and I'm going to be um, co-hosting it with him. So it'll be Great. me and RPG doing the um, MCing of the event. So, so this is a, an opportunity for a lot of the local speakers to present evidence and interest in the Skunk Ape. Is that correct? Absolutely. Which is, you know, you know, a lot of people don't know about that. And it's, uh, you really can't find that much about the Skunk Ape, like on the internet. Um, so it's always good to listen to the local experts, you know, the people who are out there, like David Shealy, you know, he's been doing this for a gazillion years and he's captured video of a, of a skunk ape out in the glade. Right. So, um, you know, he's very knowledgeable. He has found a whole bunch of prints and he's super knowledgeable. So it'd be great for people in Florida to go to this event to listen to him. And hear what it is he has to say, because he has so many years experience. So, and of now course, he's also the founder of the Skunk Ape uh, Research Headquarter. Headquarters. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he, he David Sheely's got like over two hundred casts, footprint casts that he's um, casted down there, and all of them are four toes. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you think about that? The, the skunk ape seems to be four-toed instead of the traditional five uh, toes that uh, the northeastern Washington state versions. Do you think that means that they're offshoots of each other, totally different there species? Be, yeah, there may be two different species because here in central Florida, we're finding five-toed ones. Down there in south Florida, they're finding four-toed ones. Oh, so there's a mix between the two. So there's yeah, seems to be a mix or or yeah, or a different type down there than there is here. Yeah. That's fascinating. I know most of your evidence has been secondary, either finding uh, structures, footprints, and so forth. What is the closest you think you've gotten to actually face to face with it? <laughs> yeah, you're going to answer that. Yeah, yeah Marcus has sightings. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had some some weird stuff, man, and my son too, and. But, but I had, when I first really started doing, I was going by myself a lot and I was just, I, I'd basically go into Google earth and then follow an area and see what related to another area and go check it out. And when I've checked out this one area, it's about a mile and a half walk. So I'm by myself walking a mile and a half into the swamp. And I had just me and my dog, Miley, she was here. Now she just took off and um, just me and Miley. And I went farther back than I've ever gone. And I get back in there and I found what I said, what I thought were some beds. They, they look like, like bedding. And Tim actually has some really cool, uh, he slowed down one of my videos and did a really good comparison, some other things in there that on the video, but that was a really unique day. That was, I didn't know that day, but me and Miley were looking at that bed. And when I was panning, I'm a horrible photographer. I'm ADD and I just, I'm all over the place. And that's the reason I think I catch stuff on my camera because I'm, like constantly back and forth. And I, I sent my video over to, to Tim and he looked at it and I didn't know, I'll tell you that part in a minute. So I took my video, we're taking some videos and I walk out of this one area and I go back to another one. It's like a little four wheeler trail and I come out to it 
I start walking down the road and I find these two huge, huge tracks, right? One step in front of each other. And they were, the tracks were 19 inches long. They were massive. And the ground literally was, when it stepped down, whatever it was, was so heavy that it had about two inches of mud and dirt that had come out of the print, out of the ground, like on each sides of it. Like it was really heavy. So I got that feeling at that moment that I probably shouldn't continue in the way these footprints are going just because I was by myself. And so I'm like, I'm gonna get my pictures. I'm, I'm done for the day. I'll come back with more people. I'm trying to do that. My dog starts doing a real low growl. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I start trying to see what she's looking at. There was a wood line and the wood line is about 10 foot tall. You couldn't see into the wood line because it was too thick. And there was three trees that were coming out, probably 40, 50 foot tall coming out. And she's still doing her little steady growl. And one of them trees went and shook. Oh, wow. And then, and then I'm like, I kind of like blinked, like, did I really just see that? And it did it again. And then it did it more, more, more aggressively. And then on the third time, it did it even more aggressive. It shook it. And the whole tree went down. <laughs> well, right before the tree shook, I'm sorry. Right before the tree shook, I, I, I heard what I, what I thought was a stomp. It sounded like something stomped the ground. Boom. And I felt it. Like, boom. Boom. And my dog jumped and I jumped. And that's the right, that after that is when I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. <laughs> it freaked me out. That's the one time I've been really freaked out. I didn't think I was coming out of those woods, but I now, now I'm more educated on it. And I realized that I think it was, it didn't hurt me, whatever it was. It just was, I think maybe being territorial, maybe it was my dog, maybe who knows, but it was, it didn't hurt me. And I've had That's more. good. I'm glad to have that. Okay. So Desiree, as the newest member of the group, what advice do you give to people who are interested in learning more about uh, Bigfoot and Sasquatch, but are a little bit concerned about the stigma that kind of goes along with that? You know, the cliched saying is that we should never live in fear. So don't fear what, what someone thinks of you. Don't fear to be out in the woods. So I say, yeah, you know, go out and, um, you know, get out there in, in nature and enjoy all the wonderful things that, that our state has to offer or whatever state you're from. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's always interesting to open your mind to different things, right? Like we tend to, as humans, sometimes see them black and white, and that's not reality, right? Like gray is a legit thing. And um, so, yeah, just go out and enjoy it. And, and the company you keep, um, I think, is is part of the, the biggest blessing of that journey. So if you decide to go solo, that's amazing. You know, just educate yourself on the area, bring the right stuff, bring protection, um, bear mace probably is the smartest thing if, if you don't, you know, carry other things, um, depending where you are. But, but yeah, definitely the company you keep and, you know, you're well-rounded. Everyone in this, this chat is just has so much to offer. Um, that's why we go out as often as we do. And I think that's why we feel safe and, and taken care of. Well, that's great. Um, well, that was all the questions that I have. Do you, any of you want to add anything before we sign off? Uh, again, I just want to say I love my team members. I think we've got a great, great, great team. We've got such positive energy and we all get along. We enjoy each other's companies and we all have our, our specialties. And so we just work very well together as a team. And I'm blessed. I'm so grateful to have them you know, on my team, on our team. I just love them all. And I love everybody in my group. Uh, I try to keep the Facebook group 
as you know, I'm on it all the time. I'm watching people's comments. I'm making sure people aren't getting bullied or harassed for the stuff that they believe in or the things that they're posting. You know, again, we're here to share knowledge with one another. That's all, you know, so that's a noble thing. Yeah, there's no need for any bullying or harassment or whatever. If you don't believe and you don't care, then don't be in my group. But um, if you really want to know more about the group and the kind of things we're finding in Florida, then please feel free to join, you know? So I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty simple. If you, if, if you're not a believer, it, that's fine. But until you go out into the swamps, and go walk around out there and actually physically see and do the things we do. Just can't call us a liar because you haven't done it. You go out there and do it. You get to get to get to see what it's like. It's not easy walking around in the swamps doing that stuff. We do it because it's like a passion now. We're, we're all wanting to to find solid solid proof that everybody's like going to believe it for once. You know, we see. We, there's no doubt in any of our minds. We know what we mm-hmm. see. We, yeah. we see so much. That's true. About two and a half years, I've been doing it. Cause I, I I grew up hunting all my life, and I've been out in the woods a lot, you know, hunting and been in the military. And with me, I, I knew Bigfoot. I, I knew it was a real thing, but I didn't think it was here in Florida either back then. And now now I know I've had encounters back then too, at times that back then my mind was trying to say, you know, what kind of animal is this that's doing that? And once I've learned that they are here in Florida and started actually getting out there looking and learning what to look for there's there's all kinds of evidence out there all kinds of evidence when and I'm, we're finding it all the time um just getting out in the woods get out there hiking get out there exploring and you'll start finding stuff you'll start hearing things you'll start finding stuff you'll if you learn to find tree structures footprints and this is just out there and bringing awareness to people and helping get rid of get rid of this where people get ridiculed for believing in something like this. That That's one of my goals, just bringing awareness and, and getting rid of people being ridiculed. I've had friends come to me now and tell me about something they've seen and tell me they won't tell nobody else because they're afraid they're going to get ridiculed. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it's great that you have something that people can go to. Now, other than your Facebook page, do you have other media outlets that people can uh find more information about your group or you individually in your research? Um, Well, as far as, um, you know, Facebook, the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group, I also have a YouTube channel called the same thing, Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group. And it's just short little videos that I take out there of structures or weird things that I find, you know. Okay. And then Tim, go ahead, Tim, tell them what you've got. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel, Tim T in Florida. And I've been I've been doing mine for about two and a half years, so I've I've got a lot of stuff on there. And mine's not actually a Bigfoot channel because I started out just showing all kinds of stuff, um, cabinet work, motorcycle riding, fishing. I've done a lot of fishing videos, and we've been we've been getting out there so much and finding so much stuff now out in the woods that I've been it's basically now a Bigfoot channel. Great! I will make sure that I post uh, links to all these in our show notes then. Well, I uh, I want to say thank you to Desiree, Wynette, Tim, Mike, and Marie. Uh, this was really enlightening to me. Awesome. I'm learning a lot and really fascinated by the way that you guys have conducted this group. It's 
it's outstanding that you guys can work so well together on something that is pretty much phenomenal. So thank you for me uh, being my guest. And uh, I hope that I have more opportunities to meet up with all of you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Gary, for having us on your podcast. It's quite an honor. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Well, being sure to gather up my hiking boots, camera, maybe some plaster for footprints, I suppose this is a good time to make our way back out of the mist and bring this episode to a close. Special thanks to David Facilian and Facilian Studios for the introduction music. We would like to ask you to please leave us a review on the podcast provider you are listening to this podcast on to help promote the show. We are also on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about Bigfoot or other encounters of your own. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast. We are also on Instagram and Twitter, plus we have an email, Podcast at gmail.com, for any of you who would like to share. We love stories and hearing about your own personal experiences. I hope you enjoyed the interview with the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Group, and we'll come again for another episode. But until then, make your way through the green swamp safely and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everyone.